Welcome to the Old Time Radio Hour on Sid Valley Radio. This is Sid Valley Radio. This week on the Old Time Radio Hour, we'll be listening to a half-hour comedy, followed by a 30-minute crime program. So, just sit back and relax. As we revisit the truly golden age of radio. From Hollywood, the George Burns and Gracie Allen Show. Crazy people. It's George Burns and Gracie Allen. Audie Shaw and his orchestra. For singing glee, we're the Smoothies Three. Last but not least, and with Bud Easton. And here are those two delightful people, the stars of our show, George and Gracie. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, Gracie, what did you do yesterday? I went to Catalina. Oh, did you? Did you go alone? Well, naturally. Well, that's fine. Bud, can I have my compact back? It's in your pocket. <laughs> oh, so you were there alone. Well, here, Gracie, which one is yours? Oh. <laughs> Finally got ourselves a romantic kid on the show. Oh, he's a regular Cavanova. <laughs> you mean Casanova. George, when I kiss him, they're caving over. <laughs> oh, yes, caving over. Get it? Yeah, this is my smart week this week. <laughs> oh, say, George. <laughs> George, would you come here a moment, please? Oh, gladly, Buck. Say, gladly. George, um, I'd like to work with Gracie. It looks so easy. It does, huh? Would you like to try it? Would I? Oh, boy. Well, how do I start? Well, all you've got to do is walk up to Gracie and say, how is your brother? Then she talks for about five years. Oh. <laughs> All I say is, how is your brother? Yes, but, but I've got a little TL for you. Yeah? In case you get in trouble and there is a slight possibility, yeah. just sing Nola. Nola? Yeah, you know, daddly do 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 Oh, well, then I start by saying, Gracie, how's your brother? Go right ahead. Okay. I'll be standing right here. <laughs> uh, Make it nice and easy, Bob. Yeah. Uh, Gracie? Yeah? Gracie, how's your brother? Oh, the most terrible thing happened last night. You did? We were awakened in the middle of the night, and there was my brother sitting up in bed, and his eyes were sticking out of his head. His eyes were sticking out of his head? Well, yeah. What did you do? What did we do? We sent for a doctor, of course. Well, what did the doctor do? Well, he took Ann Sheridan's picture off the wall. We all went back to sleep again. Gracie, where is your brother now? Oh, he's in the East. He went to see that prize fighter, you know, the one who fights without any clothes on. There's a prize fighter who fights without any clothes on? Yeah, that's what my brother said in his letter. Just saw Galento fight bear. <laughs> Well, Gracie, uh, uh, Gracie, what does your brother do for a living? Oh, he's very well fixed. Oh, yes. He has two cars, lots of clothes, and he goes to Palm Springs for the winter and Lake Arrowhead for the summer. Well, what does he do for a living? Oh, he's a son-in-law. Gracie, what did your brother do before that? Oh, he was married before, you know. He's the one who was a knife thrower in vaudeville, and his wife was his assistant. 
Oh, he used to throw knives at his wife. Uh-huh. But one day before he went on the stage, he had a little too much to drink. Well, what happened? He, oh, he got married again. Well, Gracie, your brother, he sounds like quite a character Oh, he is uh. You know, when he was a little boy, he played a trick on my father He switched the hot and cold faucet in the bathtub Was your father angry? No, but he will be when he finds out Gracie, is that the brother with the scar on his neck? Oh, yes, the appendicitis scar Appendicitis scar? Appendicitis is way down on the side of the stomach, you Yeah, see. I know, but he was so ticklish they, they had to operate up there. here, yes, I thought so. <laughs> uh, Bud, are you happy? No. I thought so. Well, 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 here are the smoothies. Hello, Spam. Well, it's very pretty. Oh, but beautiful. Yes, it's really something. <laughs> uh, smoothies, can't you say anything without sa- swinging like that? Surely, George. Anyone can do it. Nothing to it. Spam jam, high diddle did. Now we're jiving, so take it, kid. Oh, stop. Stop with that. Take it. Oh, See, I used to be a dancer, and every time I had take it, kid, i go right into my dance. Oh, sure. You know, George used to dance for a living. Did he make much money? Ten cents a dance. <laughs> I used to wear a bathing suit. I was Jansen with tears in my eyes. Oh. Well, never mind. Never mind. Now the smoothies are going to sing the woodpecker song. Just a minute, smoothies. Come in. This is what I do for a living. <laughs> hello, everybody. Oh, hello, Bobo. Say, a sound man, stop slamming the doors. You're going to break down the whole building. I know you're a very intellectual fellow because you told me last week you went four years to Harvard. And if you think that being a sound man is beneath your dignity, why don't you go back to your family? Mr. Burns, <laughs> I have two brothers. When my older brother graduated from Harvard, the dean told him he'd become a great scientist. He later won the Nobel Prize. I see. When my other brother graduated from Harvard, the dean told him he'd be a great playwright. He later won the Pulitzer Prize. That's so. When I graduated from Harvard, the dean said that I showed more promise than both my brothers put together. That was ten years ago. This is what I do for a living. (laughs) Say, sound man, I really feel sorry for you, but don't give up. After all, someday you may be like me. George, don't discourage him. Oh. <laughs> don't think I've got any talent, huh? Bubbles, what do you want? Well, Gracie, you know, today is your grandfather's birthday. He's 92 years old. Yeah, I know. I got him a gift order. You did? Mm-hmm. What is the gift? Two lessons from Madame Lazanga. <laughs> it's six lessons from Madame Lazanga. Oh, he'll never last that long. <laughs> I know your grandfather, neither will Madame Lazanga. Well, anyway, Gracie, tonight we're giving him that surprise party. And in order to get him out of the house, I had a promise to take him down to Earl Carroll's Vanities. Well, did you take him there? No, I took him up to Mount Wilson Observatory, and he spent two hours looking through their giant telescope. What about Earl Carroll's Vanities? Well, what do you think he was looking at? <laughs> Where, uh, where's the kid now? He's downstairs in the car. Oh, well, send him up, and we'll keep him here until the party tonight. All right, goodbye. Four years and half. Oh, quiet, quiet. Oh, now listen, everybody. After the show, you're all invited to my grandpa's surprise party. Oh, oh we're going to have more fun. And there's going to be a big cake with six candles on it. And... Six candles? Uh-huh. Your grandfather is 92 years old. Yeah, but the cake is only six. Oh, I see. It's the cake's birthday, too. No, we're waiting. He 
wake up each morning bright and early to wake up all the neighborhood to bring to every boy and girlie his happy serenade on wood. Hear him picking at an melody, peck, peck, pecking at the same old tree. He's as happy as a bumblebee all day long. You serenade your lady. Just find a tree that's shady. And when you hear that tick, 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 sing right along. Come on and try his rhythm. And let your heart beat willow. Just listen to that tick, 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 happy little woodpecker song. Listen. Peck, 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 peck. All together, let your hearts beat in rhythm to the woodpecker's song. It's a beat, born bright and early. You wake up all the neighborhood to bring my boy and girlie his happy serenade on wood. Picking out a melody, hanging at the same old tree, happy as a bumblebee all day long. To serenade your lady, just find a tree that's shady, and when you hear that tick a tick 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 a tick 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 a tick tick sing along, come on and try his rhythm, and let your heart beat with him, and when you hear that tick a tick 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 a tick tick happy little woodpecker song. Just hear him peck, peck, peck. Just hear him tick, tick, tick. He's a beast on with a song. Woodpecker, woodpecker song. He had the pebs like a heifer. Had the pebs like a pepper. Step, step, steps like a stepper. Woodpecker, wood. Woodpecker song. Bob Kedge, that was really a grand number. You liked it, George. We're glad you did. But now's your chance, so take it, kid. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, now, wait a minute. Stop with that take it, kid. You know, I can't keep my feet still. But it does bring back memories of Orville. I can see my billing right now in front of the theater. George Burns and Gurley. Uh, fantastic steppers. What a vehicle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember, Gracie, how I used to jump four feet in the air and click my heels? Oh, yeah. And Variety said that was the only thing in the act that clicked. Hey, wait a minute. Burns and Gurley was the name of the dancing act. Who was Gurley? May Robeson. All right, all right, all right, Gracie. So we're all invited to your grandfather's 92nd birthday party tonight, huh? Oh, George, please. Don't ever let my grandpa hear you say he's 92. Why not? Well, he goes around telling everybody he's only 90. <laughs> Gracie, remember my birthday party last year? Oh, sure. Remember the birthday cake? Yeah, with 30 candles on it. Oh, there were a few more than that. Not on the piece I had. Say, George, uh, yes. I don't know about your age, but you certainly know how to wear clothes. Oh, thanks. That thanks. blue suit with that red tie certainly is a swell combination. Oh, thanks, bud. What is it, Gracie? Give George back his compact. Oh, quiet, quiet. Which one is yours, oh, George? quiet. Hello? Just a minute. Gracie, it's for you. Uh, hello? 
This is Gracie Allen, Sam's Meatheart speaking. Oh, Meatheart, is that a sweet <laughs> Oh, hello, Bessie. How are the preparations for Grandpa's surprise party coming along? What? You burned the rice pudding? Oh, there's nothing to be worried about? You put unguentine on it? I don't to help this. Oh, what? Oh, uh, don't worry. When Grandpa arrives, we'll keep him here. Now, I can't hear you, Bessie. Talking to the mouthpiece. What? You took the mouthpiece off the phone? Oh, you're using it as a cookie cutter for cupcakes. Oh. What? Yeah, I'm a little trouble well, why can't you hear me? Well, hold the receiver closer to your ear. Oh, you're mashing potatoes with it. It's ought to be some party, boy. Say, Bessie, what are you using for a centerpiece on the table? What? Swiss cheese? Swiss cheese? That ought to make a beautiful centerpiece. Oh, sure. She puts the flowers in the little holes. Oh, very nice arrangement. Yes. yes. What, Bessie? You only have a dozen doilies? Oh, that'll never be enough. I can eat that many myself. Oh, yes. They're delicious with paper napkins. Say, Bessie. Bessie, what about the boiled duck? How's it coming along? What? You can't keep any water in the pot? Why not? Oh, the duck keeps drinking it. You mean, you mean the duck is living? If you call that living. Well, let's break this up. This is... Marty Shaw, what are you going to play tonight? Well, George, we've got a new and little different arrangement of April showers. Oi, maestro, mejor no vamos... No me gusta ese número, tocamos otra cosa. Okay, okay, señor Lee. Gracias. Okay, George, I guess we'll have to play Alice Blue Gown. I see. Just because your South American guitar player, Senor Lee, who can't even speak a word of English, doesn't happen to like April showers, you're not going to play it. That's right. (laughs) Well, the April showers is a beautiful number. Oh, when April showers... Will come your way. <laughs> they bring flowers that are blooming, man. George. I want to George. Oh, George. Oh, yeah. George. <laughs> George, yes, is, that, yes. is that April showers? Certainly. No, I don't like it either. <laughs> you don't like it? That's right. <laughs> Boy, I must really be lousy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Okay, Artie, play Alice Blue Gown. Okay, my sweet little Alice Blue Gown. Hey, Senor Lee, wait for your cue. What are you starting so soon for? Hurry up, hurry up, I got a date. He's got a date. George, please, this is my problem. All right, boys, ready? One, two, three, four. Look, Senor Lee, we're doing a broadcast. It's Monday, we're on the air, and we must be finished before Friday. Take it easy, take it easy. I can't understand what you're saying. Hmm. Foreigner. <laughs> Foreigner? Look, Artie, I've got a T.O. for you. If you don't get rid of that guy, I'm going to get rid of you. Now you're cooking with gas. <laughs> Senior Lee, I've had about enough out of you. I'm the boss of this program, and I expect to be on this show for many years. Si caes a todos como me caes a mí con esos chistes malos, yo creo que no va a estar por tantos años. What, uh... What did he say? Don't send out your laundry. <laughs> All right, Artie. Alice moves out.
nicely done. Artie, I really loved Alice Plougin. But the thing I, I, I enjoy most is when you pick up that clarinet. You're really swinging. You're, you're, you're just jiving there. That's yeah, it. that's sure. When he swings it, he's right in the grave. <laughs> in the grave? Senor Lee, you mean in the groove. Yes, yeah, senor. In the, in the grave means I'm dead, buried, finished. That's right. <laughs> a million guitar players of the union, and I had to wind up with this one. George. What is it? Come here. Oh, secret. Yes. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, I found out plenty about that Senor Lee. I had dinner with a certain party last night, and all he spoke about was Senor Lee. Well, who did you have dinner with? Senor Lee. <laughs> you had dinner with Senor Lee? Mm, that's right. Mm, stop with that. That's right. I don't want to hear any more. That's right. I've had enough of that's right. That's right. Oh, quiet, quiet. And George. What is it? I heard that every day Artie Shaw goes down to the drugstore and drinks a malted milk through his clarinet. A malted milk through his clarinet? Uh-huh. How did that leak out? Through the holes. <laughs> well, that's the last straw. Four years and half. Quiet. Well, Gracie, look who's here. Well, don't tell me it's my grandpa. Well, I ain't a bag of flour, but I've been through the mill. Yahoo! <laughs> Pick me up, Grace. <laughs> well, he practically fainted. How do you revive him? Well, just fan him. Fan him with what? With Dorothy Lamour. Yahoo! <laughs> Pick me up, Grace. <laughs> Dorothy Lamour? Yeah, I was out with Dorothy Lamour and she kissed me. She kissed you? Oh, yes, George. And they were very happy, the four of them. The four of them? Yes, Dorothy, Grandpa, and the two men who held them up. <laughs> yes, yeah, sticks and stones may break my bones, but she's just the one that can do it. Yeah. Oh, hold your hat, boys. There he goes again. <laughs> Pick me up, Grace. Come on, Grandpa. Get up on your feet and stay there. Mr. Burns. Now it's the sound man. What do you want? An old man, 92 years old, does nothing all day long but run around with Dorothy Lemur. So what? This is what I do for a living. <laughs> sound man, this may surprise you, but you're not the only one on this program with a brain. Oh, thanks, George. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, Grandpa, I want you to meet the cast. Now, this is Bud Heaston, our announcer. Well, hello, Grandpa. Well, hello, buddy boy. I'm an announcer, too. Uh, an announcer? Yeah, an announcer to a maiden's prayer. Ain't that a killer? <laughs> Gracie, what does this grandpa of yours want? Well, he'd like to be 65 and then 21 and then 65 and then 21 then and then 65, 65 and, and then, then 21. 21. Well, yes. what is that for? Well, he wants to be old enough to get Social Security and young enough to enjoy it. <laughs> That's nice work if you can get it. Oh, well, Grandpa, these are the smoothies. These are the smoothies? Well, blow me down. <laughs> Hello. Bam. <laughs> Darned if they didn't. Pick me up, Grace. Gracie. Yeah, what is it? I want to ask you something. What happens at home with this young George Alice? Oh, my grandma has a terrific time between him and the furnace. Between your grandpa and the furnace? Yeah, every time she watches one, the other goes out. Well, I've had enough. 
Oh, Artie, I want you to meet my grandpa. Grandpa? Yeah. Grandpa, where are you? Come here. Be with you in a minute, Grace. So long, kid. So long, honey. <laughs> well, here comes... Uh, love comes to Andy Hardening of the arteries. <laughs> <laughs> Waited for four days. Uh, grandpa, this is Artie Shaw. Hello, Grandpa. Hiya, Corny. <laughs> I'm Corny. That's right. <laughs> Senior Lee, if you don't stop butting in, I'll have to punch you in the nose. Anybody show their face around here and say that? I kill him. Well, why don't you kill me? You call that a face? <laughs> get out, get out. This is what I do for a living. Hey, sound man. You see, most of us do things that we don't want to do for a living. Take me, for instance. When I started out, I worked very hard. And after many years, I finally clicked. I don't know what it is. Maybe it was an accident. Mr. Burns, the reason for your success is that you have something that nobody else has got. Really? Where did you get Miss Allen? <laughs> Grandpa, get away from those drums Gracie, surprise party or no surprise party Do we have to keep him here? Oh, George, you'll spoil the whole thing Isn't there any way that we can quiet this old guy? Well, do what we do at home Well, what do you do at home? Well, we just give him pictures of glamour stars and bathing beauties And he sits in a rocking chair and sings Well, what does he sing? Wishing will make it so Well, he certainly picked out a nice number Hey, Grandpa, give me back my clarinet. Yeah, here you are, Artie boy. Wait a minute, Grandpa. Take your teeth. <laughs> Gracie, will you talk to him? Oh, yeah, Grandpa. You're going to need them for the surprise party I'm giving you tonight. You gave away yeah. the whole thing. Oh, uh, well, say, Grace, I can't make it tonight. Kind of got a date with Greta Garbo. Greta Garbo? 92-year-old guy like you has got a date with Greta Garbo? Hello? That's right. Mm. That's all right. Say goodnight. Oh, uh, goodnight. Oh, George. Yeah? George, look at the lovely roses Ray Noble just sent me. Ray Noble? Uh-huh. Oh, where are the flowers? Oh, right here in the package of seeds. Good night, all. Listen again next Monday night, same time and stations, for another George Burns, Gracie Allen production with Artie Shaw and his orchestra and the smoothies. Good night.
This is the Old Time Radio Hour on Sid Valley Radio. And now we bring you a thrilling crime detection story taken from the pages of the leading detective publication, True Detective Mysteries Magazine. Our story begins in the town treasurer's office of High Springs, Florida. Town clerk's office, Miss Collins speaking. Oh, yes, Mr. Britton. So that tax payment is due by the 5th of the month. Not at all. Goodbye. Is this the chief of police's office, ma'am? No, it's down the hall on your right. That's Mr. Burton's office, ain't it? Yes, Officer Burton, chief of police. Oh, thank you, ma'am. Oh, excuse me, ma'am. Well, Ronnie, what's troubling you? Oh, it's this job. What are you expecting, town clerk and treasurer all in one? I'm getting a job as waitress. That'll satisfy me. Now what are you doing? Oh, I've got to fire up the stove before I go out to lunch. <laughs> Cheer up. Maybe you'll get an appropriation for an oil burner. Yes, maybe. This town is still too poor to afford such luxuries. I'll just have to use this enormous wrench and break my own coal and back, I guess. There. Come on, how about us having lunch together? I'm sorry, Helen, but I promised Mother I'd go home and have lunch with her. Well, 
Come on and walk the corner with me, then. No, I'm sorry, I can't. I, I've got to make a phone call. It's very important. Well, I'll see you tonight. So long. So long. Cherry, 243, please. Yes, 243. What was that? There's no answer. Operator, there must be an answer. It's very important. Doesn't answer. Oh, my heaven. What can I do? Hello, operator. Will you try main 388, please? Hello. Hello, is this main 388? Is Mr. Hunter there? When do you expect him? In half an hour? No. No message. That will be too late. Oh. <gasps> what are you doing here? Oh, don't, don't! Ah! Oh. What's going on in here? Drop that cash box. Drop that cash box. I tell you, you're on fire. Barney. Barney. Look at me. Oh, but I, I got him, Barney. I got him for you. Help! What's the matter, Artie? I just shot a strange colored man. He was murdering Bolling Collins. What, Barney? Yes, Barney. Is she dead? I'm afraid so, but maybe she isn't. Come on, will you help me? Get a doctor. Come on. Artie, now suppose you tell us again exactly what happened. Well, all right, Coroner. Now, wait just a minute. Uh, Men, we've marked the spot where the victim fell right over here by her desk. Body of Lee Walker, just as he fell by the counter here. Now, Artie, you uh, you were on duty in your office next door when this happened? Yeah, that's right. I heard kind of a commotion in here, and I jumped right up and ran down the hall. When I opened the door there... Yeah, go on, Artie. Well, when I opened the door, I saw a man. His back was to me. Uh, but I saw he was beating Bonnie Collins over the head with that wrench there. Now, man, you see this wrench? It's a heavy wrench used here in the office to break up lumps of coal for the stove. Uh, go on, Artie. Well, I saw this man hitting Bonnie over the head with that wrench. And I saw her cash box open there. It looked to me like Bonnie had been putting up a fight to keep him from that money. All right, uh, then what happened, Artie? Bonnie fell, and this man reached for the cash box. I yelled to him to drop it. And he ran for the window there, and I shot him twice in the back. Uh, go on, Artie. I knelt down by Bonnie for a minute. I saw she was hurt pretty bad. Then I ran out, and I got Landy Chew and Abe DeLoach. And they came back with me and helped me to get a hold of Dr. Good. Uh, victim taken to make sure hospital. All right, Archie, now, uh, when did you first know it was Lee Walker you'd shot? Well, after we first looked after Bonnie, why, we turned this fellow over so we saw his face. Yeah, surprised to find it's Lee Walker, huh? I sure was. One of the best-natured fellows you ever want to meet. Why, he'd want to murder a town clerk and treasure for a few dollars. Yeah, never I mind, Artie. Get... I know how you feel. You saw a hold-up murder going on. As a man, chief of police, you did your duty. Uh, well, I guess that's the way you figure it out, yes. Well, man, as coroner's jury, are you prepared to render a verdict? Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Chu, what's your verdict? That Bonnie Collins met death at the hands of Lee Walker in the commission of a robbery. Yes, verdict of death at the hands of Lee Walker during the commission of a robbery. Coroner, the boy's been talking it over, and we'd like it to go into the records. It's a coroner's jury congratulates Chief of Police Artie Burton for his prompt action in killing the man who murdered Bonnie Collins.
like you to know, Chief Burton, that the citizens of High Springs consider your prompt action most praiseworthy. Oh, shucks, Mr. Judson. I only did my duty, that's Judson, all. Judson, that's a batch of telegrams for Artie. Well, uh, don't open them now. Oh, quite the contrary. We are going to open them now. Uh, here, Abe, you help me. Come uh, on, boys. Yeah, help us open these telegrams. Let's see. Congratulations to you and your community. Another hero has been added to police role of honor. Uh, Florida should be proud of Chief of Police Arthur Burton. Would you consider position training candidates? Uh, for... justice I've ever known. Congratulations. Uh, what do you think Fine. of that? What do you think of that, Artie? Oh, shucks. I told you I was only doing my duty. That's oh, all. You're too modest, Artie. Now, what do you think about it, Mrs. Burton? Well, I'm mighty sorry about Bonnie Collins, but I'm glad Arthur was there to see that she got quick justice. Yeah, that's not Mrs. Burton. You know, Mrs. Burton, I wouldn't be surprised if they made your husband mayor before long. Oh, go on, Landy. What are you talking I'm not about? one for politics, but I can tell you, you would get a good, honest man for mayor and my husband. That's that's just stop right. Well, boys, I guess we ought to be going and let Artie and his missus see something of their own home. Good night. Did you hear what they said, Ma? Mayor. Sure, why not? I got no more call to be mayor of this town. Oh, that's the door. Been... More telegrams, I suppose. Well, now you sit right down, Ma, and I'll answer it. Good evening, Chief of Police Burton. Uh, that's me. Won't you come in? Right. Chief, I'm John Logan of the State Auditors Bureau. Oh, yes, yes, Mr. Logan. Uh, sit down. Thank you. Uh, excuse me, Ma, this is a uh, little business. All right, Artie, I'll just straighten up the kitchen. Uh, what can I do for you while you're here, Mr. Logan? Well, I've just been down to town hall. Glad you locked up Bonnie Collins' office after the murder. Yes, I thought it might be best, since she was city treasurer and all that. Hey, would you like to have the key? Yes, as a matter of fact, that's why I came here tonight. Sorry to bother you. Oh, not at all, not at all. Here, here's the key. Thanks. Oh, congratulations on solving a murder case so quickly. Oh, I don't deserve any credit. Uh, just happened to be there. Uh, you didn't recognize this murderer, this Lee Walker, at first, did you? No, I just saw a man beating Bonnie Collins to death, and I let him have it. Uh -huh. hmm, lucky you were there. Shot him twice in the back, I understand. That's right. It was the only place I could get a crack at him. I see. Well, Mr. Burton, I'll be getting along. I'll probably see you at town hall tomorrow. Oh, sure, sure. Anything I can do to help, why, just sound off. I will. Ordering books after a murder isn't such a nice job. But anyhow, we'll balance the accounts, all right. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. That's all right. Come on in. My name's Logan. I'm from the state auditor's office. Just going over Miss Collins' books. Oh, I see. Well, I'll be getting on. Uh, wait, wait, just a minute. Yes, sir? You work around here? Yes, I'm the janitor. I see. What's your name? Tom Smith. Tom, you know, we auditors sometimes have to ask a lot of questions. Sure. Uh, not about the murder. Oh, no, no, no. It's just a little money matter. You see, there was $112.33 in Miss Collins' cash box. Uh-huh. Now, this fellow, uh, Lee Walker, who was killed while robbing and beating Miss Collins... Was he around town hall here a good bit? Sure. Lee was kind of a town character. Sold them voodoo charms, conjure books, and dream tickets. On the numbers? Sure. He's pretty lucky, too. Oh, uh, did Miss Collins play the numbers? I don't know. Well, did she buy any of those conjure books or voodoo charms? I don't know. Tom, did you help carry the bodies out of the office here? Yes, sir. sir. Both of them. Helped to get Miss Collins in the ambulance and helped carry out Lee Walker after the coroner's jury gave verdict he murdered Bonnie. Which way was Walker's body lying? Uh, lying almost flush with this side of the counter. Which way were his feet? Right near that doorway. 
And Bonnie Collins' body was lying around the corner of the counter by this desk. Is that right? Sure is. Tell me, are you the Tom Smith who's down here on the payroll for $12 a week? That's me. Do you know this Lee Walker very well? Sure, known him for years. Say, Mr. Logan, do you think that you could get me a raise? I'll try to get something for you, Tom. I won't promise you what it'll be, but it'll be something. seven this morning. You know what these audits are. Well, all official jobs are like that, I guess. Yeah, it's later than I thought. How about some lunch? Sure, I know a good place. It's about two blocks from here. Fine, that's fine. Yeah, how's the examination coming along, Logan? Oh, looks like there might be a little shortage, not much. But otherwise, everything seems in order. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Bonnie was a fine girl. Regular, honest. Yes, I know, but I haven't been hearing such nice things about Lee Walker. I understand he was a gambler. Sold chances on a number lottery and all that kind of thing. Yes, that's right. But I always figured he was a harmless sort of guy. Never thought he'd try to steal. I'm just wondering if this Collins girl was mixed up in any of these lotteries. Bonnie? I'd stake my head on it. Why, she was absolutely above suspicion, I think. <laughs> Afraid to be positive now, aren't you? Well, come on, let's eat. I'm starved. Anything else, Mr. Burton? No, thanks. I've had enough. How about you, Logan? Want some dessert? No, thanks. I've had enough. That'll be... You want one check, Mr. Burton? Sure. My treat today. Oh, no, no. Nothing doing, Burton. I want that check. Here, give it to me. No, sir. No, sirree. This is on me today. Here's the money, girlie. And uh, bring me the change in quarters, will you? Yes, sir. I know. I'd like to have a few quarters in my pocket. Here you are, Mr. Burton. Here's the change. Oh, thanks. Now, you just watch how I make these quarters work for me. Hey, what's he going to do? Play the slot machines, I guess. He does that every day. But Mr. Burton isn't as lucky as Mr. Hunter. Mr. Burton never wins. Well, he doesn't expect to, does he? Well, the odds are a million to one against him. I guess they are. Oh, uh, who is Mr. Hunter? Him? Oh, he owns most of the slot machines in town. He's a gambler. Do you know Mr. Burton well? Oh, sure. Gives me the shivers when I think that I spoke to Bonnie only five minutes before it happened. Oh, you did? Yes. And I think Bonnie had a feeling something had happened to her. Why do you say that? Well, I tried to get her to go to lunch with me, and she wouldn't go. First she said she had an appointment for lunch with her mother, and then she said something about an important telephone call. Hey, uh, finish, Logan? Yes, yes, just waiting for you. Come on, let's go. I have plenty to do yet this afternoon. Oh, how'd you make out? Oh, no luck as usual. These slot machines don't believe in giving you a break. I guess you're right about that. nothing to do with this office. Yes, I know, but I just heard about something that does connect you with her death. Connect me with her death? Yes. I understand that Miss Collins tried to phone you a few minutes before she was killed. According to the records of the telephone company, she called Cherry 243. 
That's your number, isn't it? Yes, yes, but what if it is? Well, that's what I'm trying to find out. There was no answer at that number, and Miss Collins then called Maine 388. That's my office. Yes, I know that. Now, Mr. Hunter, do you know why Miss Collins was so anxious to reach you? No, I don't. Where were you at that time? I don't know besides what business is of yours where I was. Mr. Hunter, what is your business? Well, I'm a merchant. Did you know Lee Walker? Sure, everybody knew him. He worked for you, didn't he? Yes, in a way. And it's... Oh, hello, Burton. Hello, Artie. I'm glad you came. Say, who is this guy, anyway? What does he want? Well, he's ordered in the books. Of the is that so? Time. Well, what in the places did he make me come down here? And what business is it of his, what I do, or where I was when Bonnie was killed? I told you, Mr. Hunter, I've got to make a full report. Of course, if you don't want to cooperate with me, I can't force you to. Sure, Logan is right. You don't have to tell him anything you don't want to. Then I'm leaving. Don't like this whole business one bit. Well, looks like our friend is annoyed with me, doesn't it? Sure does. He's a pretty powerful man in this town. That's so? What does he do? Well, he's a gambler. Runs the number game in town. Owns slot machines, and he has uh, the right connections. I see. Lee Walker worked for him, didn't he? Yes, he did. Sold lottery tickets for him. Oh, uh, Burton, you can do me a favor. I'm going to be through with my examination tonight, and I'd like to present it to the town council for certification before I leave. Will you notify them? Sure. What time do you want them? Oh, 8 o'clock, I guess. Oh, they'll be there. If you want me, I'll be in my office across the hall. Uh, thanks, Burton. Hello, operator. Uh, get me long distance. Uh, hello, hello, long distance. I want the governor's office. Yes, that's right. And hurry, please. Well, hello. Uh, I'd like to speak with the governor. This is Gask. Buddy Gask. Yes, that's right. Oh, hello, hello, Governor. Uh, yes, this is Gask. What's that? Oh, I have plenty to report. Tonight's the night. Yes, tonight. Positive. Practically the whole town will be here tonight, and I'm going to break the news to them. Yeah, bombshell is right. Now, Governor, if you want me this afternoon, I'm going under the name of Logan. Yes, that's it, John Logan. What? Well, uh, I think one or two of them is getting suspicious. Yeah, but don't worry, it'll be... Oh, I'm sorry, I can't speak to you anymore now. Goodbye. All right, people, now will you please give me your attention? Yeah, we will. I've called all you people here tonight for a very unusual reason. I was sent here by the governor of this state to investigate the murder of Bonnie Collins and Lee Walker. Now, please, please. In the first place, I want to introduce myself. My name is Gask, Buddy Gask, and I have no connection whatsoever with the State Auditors Bureau. Now, for obvious reasons, I used the name of Logan, and for obvious reasons, I concealed the identity of my position. I am a special state investigator. I shall ask some of you certain questions tonight... I expect truthful answers. If any of you do not cooperate with me, I have the authority to place you under arrest. Now, uh, Miss Clark, please. Miss Clark, you told me that you spoke to Miss Collins just a few minutes before she was murdered. Yes, sir, that's right. She told you something about making an important phone call. Yes, sir. I wanted her to take lunch with me, but she said she had to telephone somebody. She didn't say who it was, though. Thank you. Now, gentlemen, I checked the phone calls made from this office, and I learned that Miss Collins called two numbers. One was the number of Mr. Hunter's home, and the other, Hunter's office. Mr. Hunter. Well, 
What do you want to know? Where were you at the time Miss Collins phoned you? I don't remember. You earn your money gambling, don't you? I earn it honestly, if that's what you want to know. Lee Walker worked for you, is that right? Yeah. Did you send him here to see Miss Collins the day she was killed? I don't remember. Uh-huh. Well, how well did you know Miss Collins, Mr. Hunter? Just a friend. Did she ever gamble, to your knowledge? No, sir, never. Bonnie, um, Miss Collins is a fine girl. All right. Oh, uh, Dr. Turner. Yes, sir. Dr. Turner, you're coroner of this county, is that right? Yes, sir, that's right. Been coroner for 28 years. And you examined the victims? Yep, that's right. Uh, this is your report, isn't it? That's right, yes, sir. According to this, your findings indicated that Miss Collins was killed by that wrench over there. Is that right? That's what it says. And Walker was shot twice. That's the cause of his death, correct? Yep, that's right. All right, that'll do. And now, uh, uh, Mr. Burton, please. Mr. Burton, you shot Walker when you saw him hitting Miss Collins. Yep, he was running toward that window when I came in. I shot him. You didn't want him to escape, is that it? Yeah, that's right. And then you called Mr. Chu and Mr. DeLoach? Yeah, that's right. They helped me get the doctor. Did you see anybody in the corridor when they ran out? No, sir. Nobody. You sure? Did you see Miss Clark or Mr. Hunter anywhere? Well, I'm not sure, but I, I don't think so. I, I guess I'd recognize them if they were there. You knew Walker, didn't you? Oh, sure. He hung around there often. But when you shot him, you didn't know it was he, did you? He was running away from me when I came in, and his back toward me, and I just plugged him. All right, Burton, thank you. Uh, Mr. Chu. Yes, sir? Mr. Chu, you were outside the building when Miss Collins was killed, were you not? Yes, sir, I was talking to Abe DeLoach. And when you heard the shots, you ran in to see what happened? Yes, sir. Now, Mr. Chu, did you see if... Oh, uh, just a moment. Oh, Burton, will you please open that window? It's very hot in here. Uh, Mr. Chu, did you see anybody in the corridor or outside when you heard the shots? No, don't believe it did. Uh, you knew Mr... What's the matter, Burton? Can't you open it? No, it's nailed fast. Well, all right, we'll be through soon. Uh, now, Mr. Chu, you knew Mr. Hunter, didn't you? Uh, yes, sir, I knew him all right, but I, I didn't see him around here. Well, tell me this. After the shots were fired, you ran in here with Mr. Burton, is that right? Yes, sir. He told you that he had shot someone. Yes. Is that right? Yes, he said he shot a strange man. And then you turned him over and saw that the man was Lee Walker. That's right, yes. Thank you, Mr. Chu. Thank you very much. Mr. Gasp, state investigator or not, you have no right to embarrass these citizens. Besides, we have our own chief of police here who caught Walker red-handed and killed him. Our investigation disclosed that Walker had robbed and murdered Bonnie Collins. Why, if it weren't for Chief Burton, Walker might have got away. Now, Dr. Turner, I'll get to the point immediately. Bonnie Collins was not murdered by Lee Walker. But the person who did kill her is here in this room right now. Arthur Burton, you're under arrest for the murder of Lee Walker and Bonnie Collins. What, are you crazy? I hey, you must be mad, Gas. Chief Burton's one of the most respected right, men in town. This is a real Quiet, quiet. Be quiet, all of you. I know what I'm doing, and before I'm through with you, every single one of you will be convinced. Burton is guilty of murder, understand? And I'm going to prove it. The governor's going to hear of this, Gas. You can't come into our town. Shut up, every one of you. I'm doing the talking now. O'Reilly. Riley. Tony. Yeah. Draw your gun and stand at that door. If anyone tries to pass you, shoot. Right. Now, all of you, listen. Every person I've spoken to has insisted that Miss Collins was absolutely honest. Audits of her accounts in the past have also indicated that very thing. After checking her book since her death, however, I find that her accounts were approximately $150 short. Walker robbed her, you fool! I'm doing the talking, Burton. Walker robbed her? 
What happened to the money? You told us that you shot him just as he was putting his hand into the cash box. Is that right? Well, why don't you answer me, Burton? You also said that you shot Walker because he tried to run away through that window. Gentlemen, my investigation yesterday disclosed that that window cannot be opened. If you recall, I asked Burton to open it a little while ago. You all heard what he said. It's nailed fast. Walker was as familiar with this office as any of you are. All of you know that. If he knew that that window couldn't be opened, why should he have tried to escape that way? If that's your proof, Gask, you ought to be struck. Now, wait till I'm finished, Dr. Turner. Let's, let me finish. Walker never tried to run through that window. Now, the next step that really happened, simply this. Walker faced this door and Burton shot him. How do I know? Because Lee Walker was not shot in the back. That's how I know. Burton faced him and shot him down in cold blood. That's why Burton was careful to say that he'd shot a strange man. Strange man. Get it? That's how he put you off the track. Now, why, you ask, did Burton want Walker killed? I'll tell you. Your police chief is a gambler. I myself saw him lose several dollars in the slot machine this afternoon. I can prove that your honorable chief of police loses as much every day. You know the salary he receives. Figure it out yourselves. See if he can afford any losses on the modest salary you pay him. And now for the next point. What happened to the money that was stolen from Bonnie Collins' cash box? I'll tell you. Burton stole that money. Because he wasn't able to put it back... He planned what he thought was a perfect crime. That's a lie, a dirty lie. I never saw it. Man, two hundred in a hurry, operator. Hello, hello, Beckard. Give me the desk. Hello, Joe. This is Graham. Yeah, on a Burton case. Just as that buddy Gast said. And listen to this: Gast dug up a surprise witness. The guy testified that Burton offered to get him Bonnie Collins' job for 50 bucks. Said it was going to be vacant. Yeah, he shouldn't have offered that job a month before he killed her. It showed premeditation today, he said. And here's something else that's hot. The governor sent gas down, that's his crack investigator, because Bonnie Collins' mother wrote him and said her daughter's death was suspicious. Yeah. And another thing. Hunter admitted that he knew Burton was a big gambler. Seems that Bonnie was friendly with Hunter and told him that the big shot police chief was swiping dough. Yeah, nice guy. And that isn't all either. Gas found a witness who saw Burton motion to Walker to come into Bonnie Collins' office. He cracked Bonnie in the head of the wrench and then shot Walker to make it look like a perfect crime. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> perfect for Gaskin, a D.A. And after the jury brought in the verdict of guilty, you should have heard that judge go to town and he sentenced him. Yeah, life. Well, sure, I know it's too good for him, but what do you want me to do? And if we're going to make that guy mayor, how do you like that? <laughs> heard a thrilling story taken from the pages of True Detective Mysteries magazine, a McFadden publication.
age we're living in gives cause for apprehension with speed and new invention and things like third dimension yet we get a trifle weary with mr einstein's theory so we must get down to earth at times relax relieve the tension no matter what the progress or what may yet be proved the simple facts of life are such they cannot be removed you must remember this a kiss is still a kiss a sigh is just a sigh the fundamental things apply as time goes by and when two lovers woo they still say i love you on that you can rely no matter what the future brings as time goes by moonlight and love songs never out of date hearts full of passion jealousy and hate woman needs man and man must have his mate that no one can deny it's still the same old story a fight for love and glory a case of do or die the world will always welcome lovers as time goes by The Old Time Radio Hour will be back next Sunday at 4 o'clock. We hope you can join us here on Sid Valley Radio.